All right, welcome to the Ray Hart Rundown. Hey guys, welcome to our Halloween episode. I've been really excited yes. about this episode for a long while now. We're finally here. Uh, all month long. Yeah, we've been preparing. We have so many, so many stories to talk about. Oh yeah, buckle up guys, because this is going to be a long one. Like always, I say, let's jump right in. Yeah, let's go. Uh, we start off with the Hollywood stuff. Now, a majority of our stuff is based around Hollywood because yeah. of the filmmaking and stuff that we do. So for today's show, uh, I've come up with a bunch of Hollywood stuff. Also having to do with urban legends in Bring Hollywood. It. I love also dude, having to do with love urban legends. Urban legends in Hollywood. I have the stuff that has things that happened on set, scary things that happened on set of horror films. Now I know you know some of these, but I got a oh, lot. Absolutely. of I got a lot of the details, so we got to like, make sure that we get the details out for everyone to hear. Bob, I know you're not a big fan of horror movies, not like, at all. I mean, I am to an extent. Like I don't like them to be too gruesome when it comes to, like torture scenes and stuff like that. I'm not right. really big into that. Oh, there's the um. There's one that's way over the top where even I will refuse to watch it, and I'll explain we'll, why. We'll, we'll get there. We're, it's going to be the very, probably the very last one. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. But is there a horror movie that you do enjoy? Uh, surprisingly enough, I, I liked the Scream series because of the intelligence factor of it. Right. Because trying to, I'm the type that wants to figure it out. The detective part. Yeah, of it. that's always anything that has to do with like a like I'm supernatural. I could give. It's like that's. It's all magic, you know, you can't really figure it out. Right. But when it comes to an actual, like, a murder-type case, or when it's, like, murder a mystery. serial... Yeah. Figuring yeah. figuring it out, I was, I was like, try, very much like I'm like, that guy who's trying to, like, oh, trying to pick it out ahead of time. Yeah. You know? Scream got a little out there after a while. There was a new one that came out some years ago, and I, uh, I walked out after the first five minutes. I didn't. I watched the whole thing, and I thought I called it. And then it, it like like it does it spun and twist. Now the new scream that they're filming now mm-hmm. uh, doesn't have. What I understood, it doesn't have Wes Craven. They did get Nev Campbell to come back, but oh, really, yeah, they did get the cast to come back, including Nev Campbell, who said she wouldn't do it without Wes Craven. But apparently, in a recent interview, she just recently said that she is doing it, even though he's not attached. So. That's interesting. But right okay, so let me get started though, because like again, yeah, lots yeah, and yeah, lots yeah. and lots go. of stuff to talk about here. Okay, so we're gonna start with where actually these will kind of blend in together a little bit. So basically, I'm gonna go with stuff that happened on set of horror films. Okay, behind the scenes, like stuff either people may not may or may not know about, depending on how much they dive into Hollywood. Right. So here we go. One is The Conjuring from 2013. Dude, that is my favorite horror movie, like of all times. Uh, pretty much. I mean, like you can't really beat evil dead also in my book the, oh, okay. the classic evil deads yep but dude conjuring is by far one of my favorite horror movies i love the story behind it i just the whole series man i mean it's also james wan my favorite horror director so okay so the story is about um the real life ed and lorraine warren right there are actual paranormal investigators and lorraine warren was a uh, psychic medium yes and yeah so they okay so they showed up on set they had to no i know that yeah that's when things got weird so when they showed up on set the very first thing that happened was a huge breeze came through and like blew like all of the actors and everything like they were outside of the house uh, on that on the set outside it blew through but none of the trees moved and it creeped the crew out immensely Oh, shit. Yeah. See, that I didn't know. Yeah, these are, like I said, I dug, dug, dug for details. So not only did that huge breeze blow through and creep the entire cast and crew out, but the 
the girl, the daughter, uh, actress Joey King, mm-hmm. who played Christine in the film, all of a sudden ended up with bruises all over her body. Yeah, and she didn't even do any stunts. No, she did zero stunts. Like, had no accidents on and, set, nothing. And, yeah, they went away after a while, but the fact that that even happened was crazy. Oh, yeah, and then what happened with Lorraine, the the uh, actress, Vera, right. uh, Vera F- Farmiga? Farmiga? That, yeah, I think is that's how you say it. Farmiga. Like yeah. But, um, yeah, she uh, she played Lorraine Warren in the film, and she had three claw marks appear on her skin as bruises. Before that, those three claw marks appeared on the screen after she read the script for the first time. Oh, wow. Yeah. There was some creepy shit going on right at the because she got off the phone with the director, and she's like, there's, like, claw marks? And he's like, no, there's nothing on the script. Even James Wan had something happen with him where... He had his iPad there that has, like, you know, because you're a director, so you, you've got your script and right. you know, your virtual script and all of that. Um, but on his iPad, there became pictures uh, from Insidious that he had never put on that iPad. Yeah, that's... Now, that could be a little creepy, but you could also maybe chalk that up with maybe his cloud... Oh, synced up, some, yeah. Synced sync, like, up yeah. somehow or whatever. And But in any case, I mean, whenever you're... When creepy shit's happening on set, and then that's just one more thing to add, you're like, whoa, wait a minute, I never put that there. Right. But yeah, man, they actually, because of everything that happened from The Conjuring number one, mm-hmm. when they started doing all of the other ones with the stories of Ed and Lorraine, uh, Conjuring 2, uh, Annabelle, you know, um, I believe the other Insidiouses and stuff like that. Right. They actually had a friend of Lorraine Warren come out who was sanctioned by the church to exercise the movie sets. There's a couple of movies, and, we'll, and I have more to talk about. There's a couple of movies when they start filming, they have to call people in to like, bless the set and stuff yeah. because shit gets scary. Yeah. like they, they did that for every film after The Conjuring that was based off of like the Ed and Lorraine and, everything, and uh, stories. Okay, so moving on. So the next film is called Ghost of Goodnight Lane. Yeah, 2000, 2014. I never heard of it either, but I started digging into it. It's about a movie theater. It's about a well, a group of people that work at a movie theater, and they find one of their employees dead, essentially killed by like a ghost or spirit or something weird. Right. But the creepy part about it is, is that back in the 1800s, when the building that they filmed it in was built, five people were actually killed in that building. Which okay, fine, five people were killed. They filmed the movie in it. Why does that make any? Why does that make any difference? Well, apparently because of that. This caused a lot of eerie shit to go down. What like, happened? Billy Zane, uh, if you remember him from Titanic, played yeah. the bad guy in Titanic. Okay, he <laughs> he would hear his name be called out. The fuck that. Nope. He would not only hear his name be called out when they were like in quiet scenes or moments or whatever. Like he would hear whispers of it. There was flashing lights uh, for no reason, and they had like reshoot because the lights would flash for no damn reason. And he had a hard piece. <laughs> Of the ceiling fall down on him at random. Yeah, no. Yeah. Fuck that shit, I'm out. No. Yeah. From what I understood, he didn't believe it either until that shit started going sideways for him and on set, and then he was like, let's just finish this and go home. That's See, that's fucking crazy. Like, okay, I've had uh, some paranormal experiences happen to me, and I left the building immediately. And I'm, we're going to talk about yes, that later. Yes, I'll say, we're going to get there later. We'll get to the personal yeah, stuff. Yeah, we got bit, all but. episode, man. It, trust me, we'll get there. Uh, okay, so the next one, let's skip right along, because like I said, I got a lot here. 
The next one is The Exorcism of Emily Rose in 2005. That was based on true events. And the girl that that exorcism actually happened on, Mm -hmm. she died from the exorcism. And the priest got uh, put in jail for murder. Well, I'm talking about the film. Yeah. As for the movie, but in the true story, that's what happened. At least from the last I read, he was on trial for her murder. So the actress, Jennifer Carpenter, that played Emily Rose in that film. Yeah claimed to have felt a weird presence in her hotel room while filming so they weren't filming in her hotel room they were filming you know on set but she would stay at the hotel in the in the area of the city they were filming in right while she was staying in the hotel the alarm clock of the hotel the alarm clock was like old so the hotel was this kind of tells you the level of the hotel if it's like has an alarm clock that plays the radio Okay. 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 Does yeah. That, no, that makes perfect sense. Does that make sense? I've had one of those radios. Right. It's like straight out of Back to the Future. Okay. So it's her alarm style. clock, her alarm clock radio would go off randomly in the middle of the night. Not only would it go off, but every single time it went off, it was playing Pearl Jam's Alive. Every single time? Each time. And specifically when it got to the lyrics, I'm still alive. It would just kick on and start playing. Wow. Freaked her the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, I would yes. have been on the next flight out. Uh, yeah, well, she had a contract, but there you go. So I would have been on the next dude. taxi cab to the different hotel. <laughs> Again, like, filming horror films, I'm not feeling but it. But here's the thing, though, is that it's like whenever you actually like start looking into hauntings and, st- and mm-hmm, stuff like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen enough of the documentaries of people being haunted and, and things of that sort to, to kind of grasp the, an idea for it, but like... If a ghost is haunting an area, they normally won't bother you. They don't even acknowledge you in a sense. You know what I mean? Now, <clears throat> demons are the things that can attach themselves to an item or a person. And then that's when, like, you know how you hear a story about somebody lives in a haunted house, they move, and then that ghost followed them? Right. It's not actually a ghost. The ghost stays where they had died, as to a demon is what attaches and follows you. And no matter how far you keep running, it will follow you all the way until it's, like, exercised or, or whatever. Right. See, with me, when I'm going through some shit like that, I don't know if it's a ghost or a demon. So I just <laughs> fucking leave before it can attach itself to anything. <laughs> like, All right, let me move on. The next film is Annabelle, 2014. Oh, yeah, based on the actual Annabelle doll. Based on the had, actual doll. Uh, that Ed and Lorraine Warren actually own in real life. Right. Well, it did before Lorraine just passed away last year. And it's, it was locked up, and it was creepy. And yeah. I, yeah, I've seen the real one. It's creepy as shit. doesn't look like the movie one. Just the Annabelle doll in the movie looks nothing like no, the actual real-life Annabelle doll. The original Annabelle doll is actually a um, one of the original Raggedy Ann dolls. Modeled after the one Modeled, original. Yeah. yeah, it's not the actual Raggedy Which Ann makes doll. it a lot more impressive whenever you if you've seen that movie is because it's like they would see the doll um kneeling on a chair at the dining room table like the doll was like on her knees so like the legs were bent over right and she was propped up and then when they like went and moved it they would try to like make her do that again and it would not stay because it's like a raggedy ann doll it would just fall over right they could not replicate her doing that no matter how hard they tried which is just cre- like, dude, I'm getting goosebumps fucking thinking about so, that. So, the Annabelle movie, 2014, yeah. the first thing that happened on set, they have like a closed set, and it's like set, the closed set's a hot, and it's a hot set, so nobody's allowed on it. Yeah. And it's closed, and so it's it's all made up. Uh, I don't know what the first scene is, I've never seen the movie, but the first scene, apparently, they're, 
there's like a in a bedroom of some sort and there's supposed to be like dirt or cobwebs or something all over it maybe it's an attic i don't know but in the first scene they were shooting or whatever and then they cut and they went to break or lunch whatever and the director stayed behind and then before they shot the next scene he noticed on the windowsill on the window there was like hand marks like somebody ran their hand through the window and since it was a hot set none of the cast and crew were actually you know they were on the they were on the behind the line set they were behind the camera right so nobody was moving the set because they were in between takes but he noticed the like hand marks on the windowsill or on the window itself like somebody yeah already right out the gate like a little creepy uh, ass tiny yeah uh, also, the producer on set had the most freak-out moment. The producer on set saw a lighting fixture fall literally on the actor playing the janitor. Uh-huh. It fell in the exact same spot where the demon kills the janitor in the film. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. An actual light falls and hits the guy playing the janitor just almost of how it plays out in the film. But it actually happened on set. No shit. Freaked the producer out to the hilt. Dude was freaked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. No shit. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to do all my producing at the office in LA. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Like, you guys you guys got this. Yeah, Later. you guys got this. Just give me a call when, you know, uh, it's a wrap and I'll be, I'll see you at the wrap party. The next one, movie I have from 2012, The Possession. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. The Possession. Yeah. Uh, with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but I don't feel like I saw that one. I think I'm... I own it. I know I own it. Because I own it as like a... Like, you know, you get those three uh, movies and one disc. Right. I don't think I've seen that one yet. I think it's been on my list. I think I'm confusing it with Sinister. Okay. Well, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was in... Uh, let's see. Negan, dude, on Walking yeah, Dead. Negan in Walking Dead. He's played the dad on Supernatural. Right. And he was in Grey's Anatomy. And all, he's got a multiple multiple roles. Phenomenal actor. He plays the father of a possessed little girl. The girl becomes possessed. This movie called Possession, it's about a box that they find at like a yard sale. It's like it looks like looks like a, like a weird little box. And I guess she uses it as like a toy box or something. And the girl becomes possessed by the box. Essentially, that's what this movie's okay, about, so right? So the demon attached itself to the box, right? So Jeffrey Dean Morgan didn't believe any of that shit until after he filmed this film. On set, he literally saw lights explode for no reason whatsoever. He every single time they filmed one of like the ghost scenes or the creepy scenes, he would get goosebumps and cold chills all over, and nobody else would. It get this. This is the biggest part of it. Shortly after filming, wrapped on like the set. Like, the filming wrap, they're like, okay, that was the last shot. Congratulations, we wrapped. You know, they have yeah. about to go have the wrap party and all that. Literally days later, the entire set caught fire. All of the props, including the possessed box, were burned and dis- like disintegrated. No shit. The firefighters that put the fire out could not determine the source of the fire. No shit. And all the props from the movie, everything is gone. So that's one thing not on the prop store. Yeah, you're not going to find that on the prop store, but Jesus, that's creepy. That was called The Possession, 2012. So, Well, not of 2012, but I know it was, I it was from it. I'm going to watch it now. Like, I didn't know it was Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I'm yeah. definitely going to watch it. I know I own it, for sure. Okay, moving on to the next one. The Omen, 2006. Now, The Omen, even the 1976 version of The Omen, was cursed. Well, 
It was the most cursed set in film history. At that time. At that time. Yeah. The 2006 apparently was no different. Yeah. Um, how about you just put a release date of June 6th of 2006. You're going to probably have bad luck with that. <laughs> the director claimed he lost two days worth of footage during filming. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is what happened. They were filming. It was 2006. They were seeing digital cameras. Right. No big deal. Digital cameras, we use them, you know, it's what, it's it's what, what everybody, everybody used. used, right? After like 2002, I think it was, everybody was using digital. Yeah. So you lose, you use digital, it's, it's no big deal. It's much easier, cheaper than film. Here's the thing. Just like when we shoot, they use multiple cameras, digital multiple cameras. Yeah. <clears throat> Literally during a shoot, all of a sudden, all of the cameras, all of them imploded on themselves. The internal functions of the cameras exploded internally not only that at the same time almost at all at the same time not only that but on the screen of the camera it popped up with an error code of 666 which is not a known error code in any of the digital camera equipment fuck that i would halt production (laughs) they did oh two days because they had to get new cameras two days they had to ship new cameras in two days evidence two days (laughs) The 1976 film was also... showing up wearing, like, fucking 12 crosses. Dude, the 1976 film was said to be the most cursed movie to be ever filmed. Many of the crew members in the 1976 one died unexpectedly. Nobody knew why. One of those, I I have the details of. Yeah, well, hey, Bob, we're never going to do an Omen remake. Okay, I'm on board with (laughs) that. Just so you know. Listen to this, though. So, the special effects supervisor from 1976. Mm -hmm. There's a scene in the Omen where there's like a decapitation, I guess. Like a truck backs up, and like the bed of the truck decapitates the dude, I guess. And it's like this big special effect that was like in 1976 was like, oh my gosh, it was scary as shit. Like nowadays you watch it's like, that's totally for the head is like a bouncing basketball. Right. But back then, to see that moment, because you saw it happen to a dummy, but you saw it happen and it quickly as they shot it, it's creepy. I saw, I watched the footage. Okay, so right after he creates that effect... His assistant, who's a female, as well as, and I don't know how many people knew this, but it's actually his girlfriend as well. Um, they were like so happy with the effect. We got the shot. The effect is amazing. Awesome. Let's go. So they confirm the shot. They finalize the shot. And two days later, him and his girlfriend slash assistant get into an accident, and she literally becomes decapitated just like that sequence. Wow creepy as shit yeah so creepy he woke up in the hospital the mile was it the mile marker it was either the mile marker or the speedometer something was clocked or something was something was marked at 666 66.6 kilometers i think it was the distance 66.6 kilometers i think it was like or something like something to that effect it was like how fast they were going or something but there was some kind of connection there I, I, i the details were vague on what i was looking through but Okay, so we're not filming, like I said, we're not doing The Omen. Yeah, we're not ever, filming ever, The Omen, ever. ever. Moving on. Hold on, matter of fact, I'm not even Catholic, but I'm just going to do the cross <laughs> on my chest real quick, you know, just to Mo- kind of bless uh, this room. Moving on. Uh, 2005's Amityville Horror. A great movie, man. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, awesome movie. Classic. Right? Classic horror Yeah, film. you got me all freaked out about The Omen now, but... Okay, well, hold on, because <laughs> shit's about to get worse. This is a list. You ready? Yeah. So Ryan Reynolds, and what has claimed, this is a big controversy, you know I talked about this earlier, 
you and I went back and forth with this a little bit, and I there was never a solid, you know, without calling Ryan Reynolds up, there's not a solid answer. But it was Ryan Reynolds is what I got, and there's other reports that say other crew members as well were yeah. randomly waking up at 3.15 a.m. Yeah. Which in the movie is what he was waking up as was the, well, what they refer to as the demon hour or whatever it was. Right, no, I mean, that's also been very well known in the, you know, paranormal world to wake up at, like, even, like, um, aliens, you know, like uh, UFO encounters or uh, alien abductions is what right. I'm getting at. Even was supposed to be at like 3.33 a.m. or whatever. It's always within that hour is when the like par- paranormal shit is supposed to happen. So, Kathy Lutz, who, who? Kathy, Kathy Lutz, who lived in the original Amityville. Oh, yeah, The yeah, original yeah. lady, like uh, original owner type yeah. thing, uh, was on set and died of emphysema during the production. No shit. Yeah. Her husband, George, died a little bit later uh, on, again, during production, trying to, well, he was he had a heart attack, and he had a heart attack, and the, the claim was that he was in the process of trying to sue the production because they put his wife through stress with all of this. And then before he could even go forward with it, he had a heart attack and died. So I don't know what that means. Yeah. But the 2005, they both passed away. So uh, there was more, I think, on that one too. But I think I just stepped away because it was like I'm digging into, like you start digging into all this stuff and it all starts to get more and more real. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. You start digging yourself into that rabbit hole. And yeah. You just, I mean, I'm drinking a bang right now and it's already like getting kind of late, but I don't think I'm probably going to be sleeping tonight anyway at this point. <laughs> so, okay. The next one, here we go. The next one. Okay. 1982's Poltergeist franchise. Yeah, no, yeah, they used actual corpses. Hold on, on hold side. on, don't say corpses. That's not that's not well, true. There was multiple deaths, multiple deaths from cast members. Cast really? members died. Keep in mind, Poltergeist was a series. There was multiple movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it was even a TV show at one point. Right. So they didn't use corpses. They used skeleton the right. skulls they, well yeah that's what i meant skeleton actual bones they used actual skeleton bones and that of course didn't help anything they used actual skeletons for the props that apparently made the film fra- the whole film franchise cursed yeah so with that being said i think it is dominique drum drumming drum uh the in the first film mm-hmm. who's like the young daughter not the youngest but the the, uh, the a little bit older daughter i guess uh, was strangled by her boyfriend shortly after the movie released. So she died. Uh, before the third one, Heather Orock, the little blonde girl, died of septic shock after uh, after suffering an acute bowel obstruction. Wait, acute bowel obstruction? Right. So she was constipated? And died. Okay, so we're never filming a Poltergeist movie. No. <laughs> so Omen and Poltergeist, those movies are off the table. There right? was more. There was a lot more stuff. I, I didn't want to, again, after just reading a couple of them and a few, I only wrote a couple down, but after reading a few of them, I was just like, yep, nope, not even messing with this one. Yeah. yeah back out. The next one I have is 1979s and 1973s, Exorcist. Now, the director had the whole house that they used in The Exorcist blessed Many times, like almost every single time they would go to set, he'd had a uh, priest there blessing the house. Yeah. Keep, keep it safe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you blame him? Shortly after they started filming, the whole house burned the fuck down. After they started filming? 
or shortly after they stopped. It, I didn't get the exactly when. I just know that the house burned down and delayed production by six weeks. No shit. The only room to survive was the room that the girl was possessed in. That's fucking crazy. Was untouched. That's fucking crazy. So many cast and crew had injuries on set, which is why the director kept having the place blessed. Because they would have random injuries that they couldn't explain. No shit. Yeah. See, like, I'm not really scared of much. Like, I'm not... I'm, I'm scared of no man, okay? Okay. But paranormal shit? Shit that I can't control? Nah, I'm just... I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Fuck this shit, I'm out. The last... Well, I say the last one, but this is the last one of the behind the scenes. Now, again, there's more. I just didn't want to go too crazy. I still have a lot more stuff to talk about as far as Hollywood legends and urban myths, but this one right here, um, I saw the footage for... And I'm not posting it to Patreon. Okay. It's called Man Behind Men Behind the Sun. It's from 1988. Okay? Okay. They had no special effects. No special effects. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's a real-life torture and experimentation in a Japanese World War II camp. They actually tortured people in this movie? No special effects. So they actually tortured people for this movie. They have a scene in the movie where... There's rats everywhere. They used real rats. They have another scene in the movie where the rats are all on fire. They literally set all the rats on fire and sent them through the place. It was fucking nuts. This is a Japanese movie? Yes. Yeah. SAG would have been all over that. Yeah, asses. they didn't. Nope. In Japan, 1988, they were like, whatever. The creepiest part, um, there is... Okay, so... Uh, well, I mean, SAG I'm just going to say it. This with is the rats, just, SAG wouldn't gonna, have done anything but pre- animal rights. Because I'm going to preempt this next part that I'm going to say that this might even disturb a few people all right uh because this is usually this again we this is a halloween episode so but this might this one even bothered me uh especially as a parent okay there's a child autopsy scene they used a real child's dead body oh man and multiple dead bodies were used for the torture effects so they didn't really have to torture somebody but the fact they used a real dead body wow yeah yeah Oh, Men fuck that behind movie. the sun, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, no, that was. That's why I saved it for the end because I was like, that shit is fucking walkie nunu. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I gotta break the I gotta break the tension a little bit with that, but yeah, that shit is walkie nunu. That's fucked. <laughs> oh, so yeah, TSIF was. Oh, that shit is <laughs> that shit is fucked. <laughs> yes. Okay, some other creepy stuff. Uh, not necessarily on set of the Hollywood films. Okay, but other things that have happened in Hollywood that either urban myths or urban legends. urban legends, sorry, urban legends or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so the Stanley Hotel in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, where they filmed um, The Shining. Oh, well, I think it was based off of The Shining. It took inspiration behind The Shining. Right. Uh, the Shining was clearly a fake hotel. Well, um, Stephen King would stay there. Right. So the hotel apparently has many ghosts that staff and guests have seen objects as far like move. Or have heard bizarre sounds. Piano in the dining room will play all by itself in the middle of the night for no reason. Uh, <laughs> it's like the ghost of Mr. Chicken. I don't, yeah. The hotel opened in 1909. Uh, the first haunting started in 1911, literally two years later, after a housekeeper was electrocuted during a storm and survived. The most activity of the haunting activity happens in room 217 and in the concert hall. Okay. Uh, there was a photo taken in 2016. It was uh, of the lobby. It was taken of the lobby. Somebody was checking in or something. Yeah, somebody was checking into the lobby. And 
there's a staircase and was like, oh, this is a very pretty staircase and took a like a wide angle shot of the staircase only to find out that at the top of the staircase there was like a figure of some sort once the photo like came out. No shit. I have the photo. You're going to post it on uh, Patreon. It will be on Patreon. All right. So there is, I'll, I'll give them that one. <laughs> I'm putting that on Patreon. The creepy photo will be on Patreon. Uh, yeah. So speaking of hotels in Hollywood and everything like that, you know, there was the um, American Horror Story season five, which was actually based off of a real hotel in Chicago. Right. With the uh, the H H H Holmes or is that who his name was? But it's the Holmes Murder Mansion is what Castle. they had called it. Castle Murder Castle. That's right. right. And it's like this guy he created this this it was like as long as the block. It had a hundred rooms in it, but the it, that was on the second and third floor. The first floor was all just like business shops and whatnot. But he had like hired multiple different construction crews and fired them. So that nobody knew exactly how this thing was built. And he would put up fake partitions of walls. He would have gas chambers that went from vents in the floorboards and stuff. So he could, like, fucking gas you while you're but in he the was room. a serial. I mean, he was a serial killer. He was this a wasn't, serial killer. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it's just one giant fucking murder hotel. And it ended up uh, burning down to the ground a long, 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 long time ago. But I just thought it was cool how they took that murder mansion or whatever, and then based it off of the American horror story season five, even though I didn't really care for that season. Uh, yeah. American the lady horror Gaga story. episode or yeah, the lady Gaga the, series. I didn't really care for it. I thought it was like vampires and stuff. I was like, right. That's kind of, eh. Blade. I don't think, well, blade. I love blade. <laughs> okay. Don't get me wrong. I just think that they could have done better with the hotel aspect. Okay. Um, you know, Fair enough. It's, it's like the Cecil hotel out in Los Angeles. I think that if they had based it more off of that, that shit was creepy. Yeah. The Cecil Hotel. I mean, there was even one, the one incident that happened some years ago. 2013. Yeah. Was it 2013? I think it was thir- yeah, 2016, 15. I know it wasn't that. It was sometime I know you know, in this decade. I know you know the story. Go ahead and tell it. I'll, I'll double check the Yeah, numbers. so they have this security footage in the um, elevator of this girl, and she looks terrified. And she like she's looking out the door, going back in, and like hiding in the elevator and then she like looks out and then she goes around the outside of the elevator and then that's the last time anybody saw her uh days later there was a complaint about water, um, water pressure the the water pressure and the smell from the water and, and maintenance went up to the roof to the water tanks unlocked it because it had a freaking deadbolt lock on not deadbolt but a it had like a heavy duty lock on it unlocked it and found the girl's body Right. Uh, Eliza Lamb, 2013, 21-year-old Canadian student. Yeah. They, and they found her body locked inside, So, which means person must have had a key. They have records, and they, like, they know where every maintenance worker was Yeah, during her disappearance. She was naked inside. Yeah. And her clothes were inside. So it's just different mysterious things have happened like that in that hotel for decades one lady jumped out of the ninth story building and wrapped herself around telephone wires mm-hmm. another woman gave birth and threw her baby out the window other people have just mysteriously died oh there's a that list hotel. there's an yeah, entire yeah. list yeah it's... um yeah i've got the list right here actually there is a huge it's a long list 
uh, hotel workers, people jumping off the ninth floor. The ninth floor gets a lot of like a lot of jumpers. Yeah. Uh, the re- most recent is 2015. 28-year-old man was found outside the hotel. Some say that he committed suicide by jumping from the hotel, although a spokesperson for the county coroner informed LA Times that the cause of death had not been determined. But at this time, I mean, it probably has by now, clearly. But There's even been serial killings done inside the hotel. 16 deaths, non-natural causes. Yeah. Like, that, that's the place to do a movie or a TV show about. They have. I really? Mean, well, I think Ghost Hunters or somebody did it. Oh, well, yeah. But I mean, like... An, a fictional story oh, maybe. based off yeah. of that's, a hotel. Would yeah, be. the Cecil Hotel in L.A. That's nuts. Yeah. Uh, there's another place in L.A. It's called the One-Eyed Gypsy L.A. Bar downtown. Opened in 1899. This is a small little story. I'm going to go real quick with it. It was originally, the legend says it was originally a brothel at one point, And a girl named Anna Felice worked there. And in 1902, she died. By some say suicide, others say that she died from a botched abortion. Which would make sense, especially in L.A. in those times. 1902, right. Since then, over the years, workers and guests have claimed to have seen a female spirit or even felt themselves pushed or pinched when no one else around. Can you imagine just being like in the bar, just chilling, like wiping out the table? Like you were, you work at a bar, you know this. Just wiping out the table, nobody's around, all of a sudden somebody pinches your ass? Dude, I've... I've... Well, hmm, I've had experience. I mean, I haven't had a ghost pinch my ass. I haven't been that lucky. But <laughs> no, like I've I've had I've heard whispers, and I turn around and there's no one there when working at certain bars. But like I said, we'll get to my stories. <laughs> I've had uh, quite a few. Okay, the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Many reports of hauntings. Uh, the most popular was Marilyn Monroe's ghost spotted in a full-length mirror. Which was uh, the full length mirror was originally used in her poolside suite when she stayed there. Somebody, like, I guess there was a report of her image showing up in the fucking mirror. No shit. Yeah, creepy stuff. Ports of sounds of trumpets playing when there's not a single musician staying in the hotel, as well as in the ballroom, apparently. In the ballroom of this hotel, there's a three foot circle. Like, I don't want to say the center because apparently it's in this, some specific weird spot, but there's a three foot circle feels 10 degrees colder than the rest of the room now 10 degrees is a lot yeah and it's a circle yeah that's a circle that's a gateway to hell okay well i'm good (laughs) it's in the hollywood roosevelt hotel in case you're curious the ballroom uh (laughs) okay so speaking of actually in the cecil hotel you know the black dahlia murder yes she was actually reported to be spotted having drinks in the hotel lobby of the cecil hotel as one of her last known uh, locations. And so, like, people are s- starting to wonder if whoever, you know, the Black Dahlia murderer was had maybe spotted her and, like, stalked her from that hotel because that place was clearly known for serial killers. There was even one serial killer there that was called the Night Stalker, you know? And for all we knew, he could have been the Black Dahlia murderer, but I'm pretty sure... I've seen some documentaries on that. I'm pretty sure it was this uh, Los Angeles doctor that was known for giving abortions to uh, Hollywood starlets. Okay, and on that note, the other thing I have is a place, and then we have a place like this in Florida, but there's a place in California called Gravity Hill. Oh, right on. In Altadena. The legend has it, the teenage girl and her friends took her parents' car and died in a car crash. Now, the other part of the legend is, is that it wasn't a teenage girl and that it was a school bus full of children. 
Oh, I've heard about this. But there was a crash either way. There's a particular stretch of road that you put your car in neutral, and it will roll uphill. Clearly, it's an optical illusion. Yeah. Or at least, you know, I want to believe that. The creepy part is, they say that if you put baby powder on the trunk of your car and let it roll uphill, when you get out of your car and go look, there's fingerprints on the baby powder. Yeah, because they were also saying that it was... um the kids that were trying to help push your car push your car up yeah off out of, of the, the way. train tracks or whatever right because right? there was like some train tracks nearby where the bus had gotten hit by a train or or something to that effect from what i had heard anyway okay so moving on to the next legend 1932 a stage actress named peg and twistle oh i know her you know I, this one? Uh, yeah i know uh, yeah of, oh man of course if you know urban legends you know this one committed suicide by jumping off the h in the hollywood sign yep. after failing in her attempt at film stardom oh yeah so many reports of people joggers and stuff say that they seen somebody fall from the hollywood sign and police would go out and there's no one there in her purse was a note and what the note said was i am afraid i am a coward i am sorry for everything if I had done this a long time ago, it would have saved a lot of pain. Yeah. So that's kind of fucking harsh. That's creepy. <laughs> uh, but it's creepy said, in itself. Yeah. The creepiest part is is that a few days after she actually committed suicide, she actually got a letter from the Hollywood Playhouse. Being accepted. Yep. Offering for her to play the leading role in a play where the girl commits suicide. Oh, that part I did not twisty. know. Twisty. I told you I dug, man. I dig. I dig. When it comes that to this stuff, I, I dig. That part I did not know. Yeah, that's twisty. Okay, so now that I've gone over a lot of the creepy stuff, I want to turn the tables just a little bit on the Hollywood side of it. Okay. You got any creepy Hollywood stuff, specifically Hollywood? Um, Let me take a look. Yes, I do. Okay, because next thing here is a little bit lighthearted that I've got and a little bit more funnier, so I don't want to go funny and then go back to dark so <laughs> while we're still in the oh i've got more dark stuff no okay <laughs> not not necessarily hollywood stuff no i do have one more hollywood horror film thing okay so go with the hollywood let's keep could you keep going with the hollywood stuff so we can finish this All right, hollywood so segment this, up this actually there's a movie being made called dear david reportedly from new line cinemas is taking it on new from, line cinemas from what i had last read uh they were the ones that were looking at it in 2000 and 18 2019 but it's called dear david and this actually started from this guy i mean he worked for buzzfeed he was he used to work for buzzfeed i guess okay so there's no telling how much truth there is behind his story but he went on to twitter and he's all like you know i moved into this new apartment and some weird things have been going on right you know so he's like, I don't know, it's just something that's creeping me out. And you know, on Twitter, you fucking you just send a tweet like, oh, driving to the car, driving to Starbucks, who wants something? You know, right? It's always random. It's, like yeah, people just trying random. to, right? You know, he started documenting everything that was going on, right? And his name was Adam Ellis. His Twitter followers just blew up after that, of course. And everybody wanted to know what happened next, but he would like hear footsteps or something like that in the attic. So like there was an attic access in the hallway, and he took a broom and like pushed it up, and this little kid's shoe fell out, like old time shoe. Okay. He would he had a Polaroid camera. This is one thing that like freaked me out. He had a Polaroid camera. And he had cats that would just, like, seriously, that would just sit there and just, like, stare at the door. Just, like, circle around the door Mm -hmm. and just stare at the door. 
and not move for hours. That's creepy. And then he would like open up the door and take a photo and everything beyond the door would be completely blacked out only at night. Like the light, like he would go into the hallway and like take a photo and it was like well lit and everything. And then he would go back into his apartment and click and everything would be blacked out only past the door. And it was on Polaroid. Like, he actually took... Right. It was... Okay, uh, that's the best way I could describe it. Because, like, I was all like, oh, that's just... He just turned the light off type of thing. He videoed it, is what it was. He videoed himself. Actually, like, you see through the door. You see, like, the light is on. You could see the hallway. And right. And he snaps the Polaroid and then takes it out, puts it down, looks around the apartment and keeps snapping Polaroids, goes back, turns it over, and everything beyond that door is blacked out. So different things like this. And of course, don't get me wrong. Like I said, there's different tricks that you could do. He could have had a second person there change the photo real quick or something when when the camera wasn't looking. Well, like a year and a half, two years, he was just like laying out all of this stuff that was happening to him at this apartment. And now Dear David got picked up as a movie. The creepiest thing about it is that he had a dream. Right. And this is how he found out his name is Dear David. He had a dream where the little kid was sitting in the chair across from his bed. And he's all like, who are you? Right. Type of thing. And he wasn't saying anything. And, like, he, the kid started to get a little angry. And he, like, you know, like, well, what's your name? And the kid started getting a little bit more angry. And then he woke up. Then he had another dream and there was a woman. She goes, you've been visited by a little boy. She, she goes, you can ask him three questions. But you have to say... Dear David, you can uh, ask him questions, but you have to say, Dear David, but you can not ask him any more than two questions. Two questions, right. Okay. Yeah. So she's like, you can ask him two questions. Do not ask him a third or he'll kill you. And that was in this guy's dream? That was in this guy's dream. And then he had another dream of the kid sitting in that chair again. And he said, Dear David, because I guess the lady said you have to say, Dear David, before the question. Right. He was, Dear David how did you die? And he goes, a shelf fell on me. Cause he's like half of his head was like caved in. Okay. Is what he said, like right. he was missing like a quarter of his head. Like he showed a picture of it on Twitter, right? Yeah. So like he like did a drawing of the right. kid that right, he had seen. That's what I meant. He, so he asked like, you know, how did you die? And he goes, Oh, I had a shelf falling on me. And then he asks a second question of like, who left you alone? Or like, or well, I forget what the question was exactly. Mm-hmm. He ended up, asking a third question and and the kid got out of the chair and started running towards his bed and then he woke up so and then he was like terrified yeah for a little while wouldn't you be though oh fuck yeah i would be but then he actually like put cameras up around his apartment and everything and he actually has a photo of what looks like a kid with a his quarter of his head actually like dented in and missing and the kid even walked up to the camera and got, like, a close-up shot of his head. Like I said, it could have all been easily faked. He could have been trying to get a movie deal out of this story. And if so, it worked. Right, right, right For right. all I know. But that is a dedicated lie, number one, if it is. And number two, it's creepy as fuck if it's not. <laughs> it's super creepy. I dug a little bit into it. He posted on Twitter what they, his cats and them reacting you yeah. can't train these fucking cats. No, yeah, cats don't give a shit. There's n- you could train a cat to do nothing because that's just what cats do. <laughs> like he also had a he did a sound recording app in his apartment and it would take individual recordings every time the phone his phone would hear something. Mm-hmm. His phone recorded 33 times in one night. 
Yeah. While he was sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, like I said, I mean, there's the cats are the only thing that I'm just like, okay, this guy, maybe he's not lying, you know? Cause like when you work for Buzzfeed, how much is your credibility really? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, if it's anything, it's very interesting. Yeah. You can actually, uh, if you like do a Google search and you do it properly, you'll be able to find every single tweet just on the dear David story. Like he got tired of people asking him questions. Right. There's an entire he's story like, about it. Here's can, my whole line of yeah, threads. You can go and I'll tell everybody here. You can go to bustle.com. Uh, bustle.com has an article called what is dear David? And it gives you not only the whole story, but it gives you even each Twitter post. Yeah. So you can see the photos, you can see the video, uh, the hallway, the pictures, all of this that was super creepy. I'm looking at it right now. It's fucking creepy, right? It's super creepy. Maybe we could take one of the photos and, or something and put it up on our Patreon as well. Maybe a picture of Dear David. That's what I'm looking for right now. I'm trying to pull yeah. something. Wow. Maybe even Instagram for our Halloween post. Who knows? See us on Instagram or Patreon. Um, yeah, I'll take a look. It's creepy as shit. It's super creepy, right? Only because he has the pictures. But again, yeah, you and I in the Hollywood, we know how tricks are done. Yeah, this stuff so. can be tricked. It can be fooled. But he goes. I mean, he goes to extremes with someone like he. Yeah, that's a really dedicated lie. If it is, so that's one um, story that I, I just got recently got. So it's like, you know how you always see those movies as like based on true stories. Well, you got to kind of witness the true story happen in real time, and now it's being made into a movie. Instead yeah. of like, oh, yeah, they're making the Amityville Horror, which is based on a house made in the 1970s. Or, yeah, you know what like, I mean? Yeah, like a retro. Yeah. yeah. This was uh, literally um, the summer of 2017. Yeah, exactly. This was three years ago. So I just thought that that was kind of cool how we're going to be able to now see a movie. Of course, now the movie is has two different has writers. It's not like... I mean, I guess Adam Ellis is being um, a consultant on it. But the writers of the script have worked on other productions. Now, the movie is still in development, so they don't have much information on it. But it is in development. Uh, the writers are Evan Turner and uh, Mike Van Ways. Uh, Evan Turner worked on Journey to the Center of the Earth 1 and 2, uh, The Goldbergs. And then Mike Van Ways, he worked on uh, The Crooked Man. He was also the writer for Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> so it turned into, in 2018, of June of 2018, it turned into the Untitled Dear David Project. Um, Adam Ellis actually ended up getting getting the story picked up. Uh, the rap broke the news that a Dear David movie was in the works. Uh, then Ellis turned around and confirmed it on Twitter that Dan Lin, the producer of It, will be producing the film. Yeah, yeah, that I do remember hearing. And the writer of The Conjuring and The Crooked Man, like you said, Mike Van Ways, uh, is writing the actual script script. So that is truly happening. Again, you can see the whole story uh, at Bustle.com. I will post a link for it on Patreon. So you can read the whole story through Patreon. Otherwise, you got to search for it yourself if you're on. <laughs> Sorry. Don't give the stuff away. Not of all of our research. But yeah, that's a pretty creepy, uh, it's a super creepy story. And again, because there's pictures on Twitter to go follow behind, yeah, it makes it worse. Oh yeah, absolutely. So Wow. But other than that, not really Hollywood-like, but dude, I ended up down the rabbit hole uh, about two weeks ago with creepy, unexplained paranormal videos that are like on YouTube and stuff. Okay. And there's some that I saw, and I'm sure some of them are just pranks that nobody could verify but this one looked like it was in a uh it looked like it was in some sort of foreign country okay i don't know what language the guy was screaming in 
but it was very desert-like. Anyway, in any case, he's driving down the road, and it's at night. And I just, I remember this one video specifically. There's, like, some sort of woman. Her hair is, like, down in front of her face, like in the movie The Ring. Okay. But she has a huge hunch over. Like, huge. Like, hunchbacks in Notre Dame, huge. Okay. She has a wooden cane. And the way that her head is moving very much resembles something, like, from the movie It. And she's making this weird, high-pitched growling sound like the best i can describe is like the witch from left for dead video game okay okay and she's just in the middle of the road in the middle of fucking nowhere middle of like the desert okay but there's the video you said there's video of this there's video of this and it's she's in the middle of fucking nowhere and this guy's just driving along and he stops and there she is and he starts yelling something out the window and she starts slowly walking towards his car and he's like oh no <laughs> like is it a dash cam I believe so, yeah. Okay. So, and, yeah, so it's, she starts walking, and she starts getting a little faster, and he starts to reverse, and she starts fucking running with this cane and screaming like the witch from Left for Dead, and he starts screaming and start hitting in reverse, right. and I'm watching this video going, run that bitch over. Yeah, why are you <laughs> like, I'm like, I would immediately just out the window be like, hey, if this is a joke, I would stop. Because I will not hesitate to run your ass over right now. <laughs> like, middle of fucking nowhere. Dude, I, it had to have been. It, I wanna, I wanna, I'm going to call fake. I'm going to call bullshit on that one. That's fine. Because but, if he was going forward and then stopped and then he threw it in reverse to back up. She, it, she probably would have stopped if it was a prank and everything like that. If Well, here's the thing is that I'm saying, like, if it was, yeah, if it was a prank. And the fear is, is that you're standing in front of a vehicle it, as a prank. There's a chance your ass is going to get run over by yeah. somebody who's really fucking scared. So, I, oh I, no, I probably would have just. I have to see the video, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say that judging by I mean, just based on what I've said, based yeah. on what you said, I think it probably was a prank. But it might be. I mean, it might be cool. It might be scary as shit. I mean, no, it could it be was, somebody was, trying to. Like I, I put myself in that position. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what would I do in that position? And I first thing I would have done is yelled out the window, "Yo, this is a joke." You're gonna die from it if yeah, you right. continue this, because I will run you over. Like, and I and keep driving. <laughs> like, don't care. All right, so I got a couple more Hollywood things. Okay, so let me do those because again, they're not scary. I think it's some of them are some of them are a little creepy, but they're not scary. No, yeah, absolutely. Let's um, go. in the spirit, I'm gonna and I'm changing up little things. In the spirit of dressing up in costumes for Halloween. Okay, I got one little story that was never confirmed. There's all kinds of urban legend about it, and I dug and dug, and I found bits and pieces and, and this and that. But you remember Charlie Chaplin? Yeah, of course. So Charlie Chaplin. Dude, I love watching Charlie Chaplin films. The cool thing about the Charlie Chaplin films is if you ever have seen the behind the scenes on how they do it, it's so classic. Like oh, where he, it's incredible. It, where he That's looks where like they... he's going to fall off a cliff, but it's actually just a painted picture that is in, in the foreground. And Absolutely. It's so, so like, amazing. If you look into the making of Charlie Chaplin films... It will teach you a lot of how they do even tricks nowadays in Hollywood. Right, and timing. You know, and, and timing and everything like that. Like, there was one that Charlie Chaplin was on a boat, and he was, like, falling left and right, left and right. Right. But the boat was just a set. The boat was not actually moving. The camera was moving. Right. To make it look like the boat was rocking. And it's just, like, different things like that that you look at and you're just, like, you would never know on camera. Right, no. They're well you know, hidden. Whenever you're well watching hidden. it. 
it looks like the boat's rocking. And that was one of the cool things, and that just made me think of something as a side note here. Like, that was one of the things that made MGM's, Disney's MGM Hollywood Studios great. Oh, dude, I, that was the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. That and was... when Universal Studios had the behind the scenes stuff, now all of that, unfortunately, is all gone. But that was some of the best Did stuff you, to do see. Do you remember the tornado ride? Yes. Twister. Twister? Twister. Yeah. I believe Twister, I think it still exists. Does it? It might exist. It's a universal. It's a universal project. So it might be one of the two universal parks, but I'm pretty sure Twister still exists. The great movie ride is over, and so is the earthquake behind the scenes. Oh, earthquake. Yeah, yeah. or whatever it was. Um, at Twister M- is at where MGM. I learned that back in the day, they uh, back when it was actual film strips, but they would use milk as rain on camera because it showed up better on film. Right. You know, yeah, that's, now- I learned that from the Twister ride. Now they can do it with lighting, and they yeah. can actually make rain in digital effects without anybody getting wet at all. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> uh, the um, Okay, so anyways, the Charlie Chaplin thing, though. So apparently yeah. the rumor was back, way back in the early 1900s when Charlie Chaplin was doing film, was that Charlie Chaplin joined, or I say joined or took part in a Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest. And lost. See, you know the legend. I do, yes. But I do. the but the big question was, and this is what I was curious about, is that he did, yeah, he took place in one and lost, but nobody knows where he placed. Like he it's didn't true. get first place. Right. And there's been rumors where he's oh he came in second. Oh, he came in third. If you try to backtrack it, which I, again, I spent hours today backtracking stuff. If you try to backtrack it, the earliest mention of the Charlie Chaplin thing is a nineteen twenty newspaper. Mm-hmm where it claimed that Mary Pickford, who was an actress at the time, had told the story about it. That's the earliest inkling of it, okay? She told the story, and she claimed that he came in 20th, so he wasn't even fucking close. (laughs) No shit. Can you imagine? Can you imagine, like, somebody like, oh, okay, we're going to have an Adam Ray Hart lookalike contest, and you join, and they're like, this motherfucker. <laughs> this guy, twentieth. Uh, oh, okay, man. you know what I'm saying. That dude, would suck out loud, dude. That's so it's funny. So bad. You know what happened to me um, years ago? I was up in uh, I was in Orlando for a concert. Uh huh. And there was this kid. He was a photographer. Had like knee pads on so he could like get low shots and stuff like that. He was like super into it. But like I'm front row of this concert. Okay. And it's at like well, it's front row. It sounds impressive. It really wasn't. It was at a small fucking dive bar in the middle of Orlando. So you're <laughs> well, standing. I'm in standing the front. Okay. in the front of the stage. <laughs> Got at it. This little dive bar. You're as in close Orlando. as possible. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. And I was seeing a band called Straight Line Stitch. This kid is in front of me or whatever, and on on his knees, and he's like taking photos at a lower angle. Uh huh. He stands up and turns around, and he goes, "Oh my god, I'm such a huge fan." Dude. This is before we did any film stuff. Who the hell did he think you were? And I was, I'm like, I'm like thanks. Um, what? Uh, oh. <laughs> like, huh? Yeah, I was like, uh, all right. I was like, who do you, who do you think I am? He goes, dude, aren't you Colin Farrell? And I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, no. <laughs> like, he goes, oh my god, dude. He's like, I just, I thought you were Colin Farrell. Like, you look just like him. Like, scary like him. I should be like, let's take a photo together. <laughs> uh, and then, like, I looked at my, my roommate at the time, Stacy, and I was like, do I really look like Colin Farrell? She's dying laughing. And she's like, fuck no. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. 
But anyway. Uh, but that, again, so that's why I had to bring it up because, again, again, in the spirit of dressing up for Halloween, the fact that Charlie Chaplin couldn't even pull off Charlie Chaplin <laughs> is fucking yeah, crazy right? to me. Um, okay. Another little Hollywood urban legend. It's not a scary thing, but it's kind of close. It's it's funny, and it was clear. it's been disproven. I'm going to say that ahead of time. It's already been proven to be fake. I, I Surprisingly enough, I saw this as a kid and said, that's fake. Okay. And yet, Hold on. Because I'm afraid of what you're about to say, because let's continue, though. Go, I'm sorry. And yet, a lot of people, all the way up until literally, oh, God, 10, 15 years ago? No, let me go take that back. 20 years ago? Believe this. The movie Three Men and a Baby. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Okay. So the movie Three That's Men and a Baby. That's not the movie I thought you were going to say. No. Go ahead. The movie Three Men and a Baby. There's a scene where the grandmother comes over, where Ted Danson's, I think it's Ted Danson's mom, shows yeah. up. There's a little to kid see the in the ba- background. There's a little kid in the background in the window. Yeah. And I remember as a, as a kid seeing that and going, is there somebody standing in the background? And everybody's freaking out. Oh, my God. It's, this is, there's a ghost of a little boy that died in the apartment. There's a ghost of a little boy that died in the apartment, and it that's where he's the One yeah. of the actor's dead son or yeah, something like that. Well, the truth be told, that's completely false. It was a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson. Oh, it was Ted. Danson. It was Ted dancing in a cardboard cutout, in a top hat, and a suit. Now, in the in the movie Three Men and a Baby, Ted Danson plays a stage actor, and he does. And it was a cut scene from the film where he walks up to that window, and he's literally looking at himself because it's a cardboard cutout for an ad that he did. Oh, and the scene was cut from the film. But when you see it, and I have a side-by-side photo, and I'll, again, post on Patreon to show everyone right. that there's a side-by-side from the deleted scene of Ted Danson standing next to the cardboard cutout of himself. So it's not a little boy. So right out the gate, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be one of the many people that bust that, <laughs> that yeah. bu- bubble to say there is no ghost child in Three Minute of Baby. Not only that, not only was there no ghost child that died in the apartment they filmed in, they didn't film in an apartment. It was a Hollywood set. It was a set. It was a studio set and built and fake. So there, that couldn't have been a ghost child. Now, moving on to studio sets. I got one more. Okay. My very last story for this segment, All for right. the Hollywood segment. Okay? This is. I think this is the one that uh, we were gonna, this I was going to call you on if okay. you said it was fake. Wizard of Oz. Yep. This is the one. <laughs> yep. All right, what is your take on it, Bob? Because I don't have a take everybody on it. knows everybody knows the urban legend behind this one. Okay. If you don't, I've got all the proof of it. I've got all the proof. Are not I've got a... all of the proof. You know me, and I've got all the proof. Okay. All I've right. even got photos, and I've even got them going to post to Patreon. Okay. You ready? Okay, but here, yeah. You okay. What, what do you think? What do you think? Let's go. No, no, yeah. What do you think? What do you think it is? No. I'll, what no. It? What do you think it is? Come on. It's not a fucking ostrich. No, it's not. Wow. I was not expecting that from you. No. I was ex- because. The if you go back and you watch The Wizard of Oz on any Blu-ray or DVD right now, there is an ostrich standing where that had happened. No, but if you look at the original fucking yes. copy, yep. that is not no Bob. There is an ostrich there. If you see it on TV, no, it's or not. You an, see a okay, Blu-ray. Time's out. It's there's not, an ostrich. It's there. Not an ostrich. Let me stop you there. It's not an ostrich. It's a crane. Oh, what it's the a, fuck ever. It's a crane. It's a. Cr- I've already dude. They zoomed in on it on the new 50th anniversary digital, and they zoomed in and they showed everybody. It's a crane. It's okay, but keep going. Everyone so, thinks it's everyone thinks it's a munchkin. Okay. Let me let me let me. Okay, you and I get Hold on. into Hold this. On. We haven't We're, even told the audience. So the at the in the Wizard of Oz, when Dorothy meets the Tin Man, the witch shows up. 
ha- chaos happens and all that and whatnot. And then the witch goes away. I'll get you my pretty and your little dog. Yeah, too. and then and then they they get happy again and they skip down the yellow brick road in the background while they're skipping down the yellow brick road, which was on a soundstage yep. at MGM Studios. While they're skipping down the yellow brick road, right before they turn right off yep. camera in the background between the trees, there appears to be something hanging. Yep, you could see it swinging. As if it's somebody literally just kicked the chair out from themselves. Yes. Now. What do you think it is? It's definitely not a fucking animal. Because, number one, I've seen the original footage. I we Mom and dad have the VHS tape. I've seen it. Okay? The new digital one where they zoom in and there's a crane. Dude, you can clearly put those side by side and not see any part of a crane on the original footage. On the- they altered that. They did. To make to block it out. I agree with you that they did also, but on the original. Okay, go ahead, keep going. I've got more proof. That's why I keep going. There's been rumors about it. It's a Munchkin that hung himself. There was rumors that it was the original Tin Man because he was allergic to the makeup. It was breaking out, and they recasted him, so he hung himself in the back. That's not true either. And the reason why is, is that guy actually started more movies after The Wizard of Oz, so that's bullshit. Uh, well, that's <laughs> the second thing is um, the. The Munchkin thing is is still that's the, I, I been thought, the number one, I, and I heard that's it. You're the right. That's the bull- that everybody a like yeah. himself. So of course, um, what is it? Snopes gets involved, of course, and they pick it apart. They take the original footage, they put it through remastering the whole nine yards. Some said it's a it's a shadow of an animal it because is. they did the release. back the backdrop. Here's the rub. The backdrop is, is just the wall. The trees it, it that you is see taken, off in the distance is painted onto a wall. It is taken out of the 50th anniversary because of the question about it. Uh-huh. But it was taken out because the entire scene was relit during the revamp of the digital version. Mm-hmm. The entire scene was relit. So it is the shadow. There is a crane standing to the left that you can see in the widescreen version. And there is a shadow, which is why it looks like something hanging. Because right when they turn that corner, the crane itself opens its fucking wings, which causes the body of the crane to move and the shadow to move. I, I, dude, I went over this video over and over this afternoon. Say, because like, well, here's the thing: is the that crane, I remember in the new one, there, there's a crane there, and they're like, oh, why is there a crane there? But so, in the original footage, there was no crane there. No, you can't see the crane because of how shitty the footage and the shitty the lighting is. That's what I thought too. I was like, nope, that's somebody hanging there. That's I for years, literally all the way up until today. I thought it was somebody dead in the background. I, I, dude, I was on board with your Cause theory. Because like, then they were board. also saying that because w- during the making of the Wizard of Oz, any animal that you saw, just like if they're walking down the yellow brick road and there was a fucking chicken on the side of the road, that was literally a random chicken because they just I had the answers. I they, had the answers for that. They had animals. They released animals on set and just let them roam free while they were uh, sort filming. of. So in order for okay, here, here's what here's what it is. Yes, you're right to an extent. The first part is the birds that you saw on set. Mm-hmm. In order for that forest scene to be considered more real, they released birds from. They borrowed birds from the L.A. Zoo. Yeah, and brought them into set. So chickens, the um, ostriches, cranes, and my favorite, and this is the whole reason why I want to talk about it. Peacocks right in front of the Tin Man's house. There's a peacock. What? If oh. you look, it's it's very very quick. <laughs> it's very quick. I had to search the video <laughs> multiple fucking times, but it was mentioned, and I was like, "What? Um, seriously with the peacocks?" And 
You know how we are with peacocks around here. So there is a peacock in the Wizard of Oz it's at awesome. the tin in front of the Tin Man. Dude, shack. I've been I've been seeing peacocks here's, everywhere. But here's the thing. Here's the funny thing is that because there's so many takes of that film, mm-hmm. the peacock only shows up in literally one take in like one split scene. It's right over the shoulder of the scarecrow when Dorothy whispers in the scarecrow's ear during the Tin Man's dance, and oh, then no when it cuts back to them again, the thing's gone. So clearly the animals moved around at free will yeah and they, they multiple so i had like again i had to like i combed the film once i found out there was like near the tin man's house i watched the entire scene over and over and over again until i found it and that's where the scene is that where there is a peacock in front of the front door of the tin man's house yeah okay Dude, but I've been, I've been seeing peacocks everywhere ever since we, we started, started talking this? about it yeah. and everything like, there, it's not there's a, there's a on that show you um was it utopia not utopia yeah utopia right or whatever the new that, one that, the new one that i've been talking about you know, like there's a stuffed peacock in one of the scenes, and like an actor goes over and just like touches it out of like, oh, what are we gonna do? Type of thing. <laughs> now, like, dude, everywhere. Sad for the peacock, dude, but just like everywhere. Okay, dude, it's, but they're everywhere, man. Going back to what we're talking about. Yeah. Here's the other part of why it wasn't the heartbroken Munchkin that everybody says. Okay. If you look at the shooting schedule, and the shooting schedule for MGM in the script, none of the little people were hired when the scene was filmed. The oh. four scenes were all filmed prior to the large building scenes because the part of the forest had to be taken down in order for Munchkin Land to be built. So none of the little people were hired at the time that they filmed those walking no through the forest scenes. So that debunked See, well, immediately. Like, the reason that they the, thought it was the, a Munchkin the heartbroken is because of how small the size. The size, yeah. And what you can't see is that it actually is a shadow, and what you can't see is the crane's legs, which causes that swinging look. Because you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can't see that it looks like something's swinging there. Well, what's happening is the bird's opening, like, like flapping his wings real quick, which is in between two trees. So the wings are covered by the trees because of shitty 35-millimeter camera at a distance. And the second part is you can't see the legs in that scene. So because of shitty 35-millimeter Because of a shitty 35-millimeter <laughs> camera. So all you can see is the body of the thing. And because it comes up to, like, a small point, it looks like a small something hanging there. Well, the last reference everyone had was a heartbroken munchkin for some reason. But, if you, again, if you look at the shooting script of The Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. none of the little people were hired for the munchkin parts until I think it was even way farther in the production. You know, I'm actually shocked that that urban legend has lasted, come, lasted so long because here's the thing is that if, if somebody hung themselves back then, there would have been a newspaper, years ago. There would have been a newspaper article fifty years ago, right? Yeah, there would have been some sort of media saying somebody died. Right. And the other thing is, is like that, and that was one of the things that um, that Snopes had said was, is it's that it's not like MGM is gonna like fucking put him in the incinerator in the back. It's like nothing happened. Yeah, so nothing happened. Don't look over here. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> but that's what they were saying is like there were so many people involved in the Wizard of Oz to make that movie what it was that there's no way that it would have gone unnoticed. Right. Does that make sense? Like, there's no way. Yeah. As it's, mu- not as- like, it's not like they chopped down all of the trees and then the munchkin fucking went in it and went yeah, to the lumberyard. <laughs> like, no, you know. There was no trees. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. so again, what again? I was, like, still in disbelief with the whole bird situation. I was looking at the footage or whatever, and then when the production notes and the production scheduling comes up and it shows that no, none of the little people were hired yet, Yeah. that there's no way... It could be that, and it's clearly way too small to be a full-size person, judging by the comparison shot of them at the end of the road and how close they were to it. And here's the other thing, is if they because they walk straight towards it, 
if it had been someone, I think they would have seen it and they probably would have stopped production. <laughs> right. But again, when they relit the scene in the 50th release in the digital version, the shadow goes away because the scene becomes brighter. And you can actually see the crane standing there to the left. Okay. Again, I didn't. I, I, I just, was still debatable. I, still I was still just debating. Didn't see a crane at all still, in the no, original footage. You can't. It looks like garbage. I again went over the footage over and over again. In the new one, and I, again, I didn't. I had a hard time believing it myself because I didn't even see the shadow. I had a hard time in believing it in myself, but until I literally saw the production notes, and I was like, okay, I guess. And again, I mean, but, here's like the thing: said, fifty it's... years, they can hide that secret. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I kind of doubt that as well. So, anyway, so but anyways, long story short, there's a peacock in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, the Wizard of Oz is not peacockless. All right, does that wrap it up for the Hollywood? That does. That is that is a long one. That is practically an uh, an entire episode, all in itself. Well, just the got Hollywood stuff. stuff. You do. So we're gonna keep going with this. I told you guys in the beginning to buckle up. Yeah, this is gonna um, be a long one. Bro, did you ever hear about that torture horror house up north? Did you say torture? Yeah. Yeah, no. Why would, why would I hear about that? Okay, so how like... Would that, how would that come across my desk? Well, no, this was... I don't know if they're still doing it, but like years ago, I remember reading this. I guess this family or this guy or whoever, they were like obsessed with making haunted houses. Right? Okay. Around Halloween time, they always did a haunted house for the neighborhood and, and stuff like that. Okay. And then he took it to the extreme. He set up a haunted, or not a haunted, but a a torture horror experience that you set a fucking reservation for. You pay him. To you torture s- you? Yes. Ooh. So it's like, it now, what like, it's supposed like, to do, yeah, no, I like know. Like BDSM shit, or like, what are we talking about? <laughs> so they don't actually physically harm you. Like, well, they kind of do, though. Okay, well, explain, please. Okay, yeah, uh, I'm no, sure everyone's so, kind of like, uh, what the fuck is Adam talking about right now? They they psychologically torture you. Like, you pay them and everything, and they kidnap you. They start off oh, by actually like kidnapping okay. you, bringing you back to the house, and then, like, tying you to a fucking table somewhat safely, if that's in a sense, waterboarding you. Um, I guess I don't. I don't know how that's safe, but okay. Well, not like they don't actually like waterboard you. They just kind of act like they are in a sense. Like, no, I they, get it. I get what you're saying. They scare the fuck out of you, and they act like they're going to like cut you up and like kill you. But you've paid them. Yes, but it draws the line of: is this actually the fucking guy that I've paid, or is this actually happening to me? Oh, so the guy that you paid doesn't necessarily be the one that shows up. Correct. Ah, uh, I see. And it gives you the actual horror experience of I'm about to die. Fuck that. <laughs> like, um, no. yeah, I was like, number I'm, one, if you're just trying to come and kidnap me, <laughs> number one, I'm a big guy. Good luck. All right. Number two, I'm fighting you. You're like, you're going to have a fight on your hands. So you better fucking knock Dude, me out they, yeah they're gonna tase you. you they're gonna tase you they're gonna take they're gonna tase you in your balls and you're gonna drop on the floor and they're gonna take you away <laughs> yeah you better you better come strapped because <laughs> if you're trying to kidnap me i'm gonna fight you you know what straight as up. opposed to doing that i'd just rather do an escape room let's just do the escape room <laughs> yeah exactly but i just i thought it was just like unbelievable like you have to sign a waiver and everything saying you will not sue them 
and I believe all of it. that. I believe it. But they will. They, it's like an that, actual you know what? torture you, horror house. You know what? I and saw there's like that. a dude in a clown suit that comes out and gets in your face, and he's like, "I'm gonna cut you up." Like, I saw. I saw that in a TV show. That was in a TV show. They probably sponsored it in the, in the show. No, it was like a. It was fake for the movie or something. It was like they do those experiences. God, what I can't remember the show, but it was it was that that concept was used in a TV show. Yeah, somewhere. I just I don't know. I like horror movies and everything, but I'm not trying to experience one. It wasn't it wasn't an episode of Psych, was it? I don't think so. The Halloween episodes in Psych were normally like the haunted insane asylum, which I would love to go to. You would want to go to an insane asylum, Cause well, because I, I can fucking check you in. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. The uh, the insane asylum in Arcadia, or whatever. It's like owned by the state or whatever, so it's all private property. So there's no chance of getting in. But to like actually go, because even though it's like, I don't really fuck with the paranormal like that. Yeah. If we get it on video, like if we take a camera in there and whatnot, let's go. But yeah, we can go and actually be like ghost hunters, Bob. I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't want. You want to be a ghost I don't hunter? I want to hunt ghosts. We can even go to the store in Orlando. There is a store in Orlando where the ghost hunter guys got their equipment from. Yeah, we found it. Adam and I found it, and it's not hard to find. I should say that. Let me just say that. Yeah. Um, but the ghost hunter guys' equipment. Here's the cool part about it. Their equipment intrigues me, because as a geek and a nerd myself. I found out what the Ghost Hunter guys were using and was like, okay, let me pick this apart. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were going to say, let me go pick this stuff up. No, let me <laughs> no, let me pick it apart, do my homework first, and find out if it's legit or not. Right. There's a couple of pieces of equipment where it very well could be ghosts or whatever. But there's also a couple pieces where I'm like, no fucking way. Only because, okay, and this, let me reiterate and say this. One of the items that they use on the, on that show was made with an Xbox 360's Kinect. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Dude. The infrared? That, like, whole show, that whole part of the thing where they show, like, a stick figure and they're like, somebody's there, it's a stick figure. Oh, yeah, there was the Kinect sensor bar? It uses a Kinect sensor bar. Again, I, I, you know me, I do my homework, I dug this out. From someone who... Helped beta test the Connect sensor bar. <laughs> That's just a glitch. <laughs> <laughs> Update your software, dude. <laughs> You'll be fine. There's no ghosts. Uh, oh, that's funny. On a side note, though, they do have a they do have a piece though that I can't. I picked it apart and I was like, "Yeah, I don't fucking know. That might be real." They have a. It's there. Of course, they have regular sound recorders. Yeah, which, I was gonna say like which you, you don't believe... have to go to a ghost hunter store to get a sound recorder. Yeah, you can get a sound recorder, but they have another piece. I want to. What the hell was it called? The Spectra Box or something? <laughs> Voice Box? I'm not sure. <laughs> is it one of the scanners from Ghostbusters? Yeah, I wish it was. I would own it. And what it is is it? It has. It basically works like the old school. And I'm gonna show my age here, but it basically works like the old school speak and spell, or the thing that ET used to call home. Yeah, there it is. So that yeah, it's a speak and spell, right? So that has a whole bunch of words in it, like built in. And what is supposed to happen is the ghost or whatever is supposed to be able to use that to say words out loud. Fuck that. <laughs> I, here's the thing. I was like, okay, it's just a random thing that shoots it, out it fucking just, words. It shoots random words out. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's got to be randomized. Yeah. But there's been episodes of the show where the thing has said nothing for a long time. So I'm like, first of all, how is that good at entertainment? Why am right. I not being? 
why am I not being ghost thrilled right now with the show? Right. But the to make it seem more real, I guess. Right. I don't know the. Uh, but there's again, there's a few pieces where I was like, mm, that's intriguing. I would. But the the yeah, the whole Xbox Connect sensor thing, and yeah, the company that's... that company in Orlando will build you the. The Kinect sensory <laughs> ghostbustery <laughs> thingy. It's like expensive. I don't know why you'd want to. Um, I'm not trying to blow the lid off of their setup. No. I yeah. mean, by all means, like some of the stuff they do, they freaking it's creepy, freaky shit without Dude, the technology. There's so, a there's a ghost hunting game that I just bought. A matter of fact, since we're getting into this, it's called uh, Phasmophobia, and it's it's VR compatible. Oh, it's another VR game. So like. You put on the VR and you're a ghost hunter. You have all of the equipment from the shows. Like a connect? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you go into the house or whatever and you've got to find the evidence of the ghosts before the ghost actually kills you. So when you're in VR, if it does, the hands of the ghost come in front of you and then it just takes you and then you become a ghost. Is this a VR game friends. that you play in the dark? Oh, absolutely. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you. Play it alone with no. surround sound on. No, thanks. And it's fucking terrifying. Nope. In any case, uh, I'm going to use that to practice before me and you go off ghost hunting in yeah, real life. Yeah, ghost hunting, real life. No. But um, I'm actually thinking about recording myself and putting it on Twitch or something in VR. Cause that you would just should. Because like I said, my reactions are probably still going to be hilarious. You should do that. You should put it totally on Twitch. You should film it. Either way, you should film it. Oh, yeah, even absolutely. If you don't, even if you don't stream it on our Twitch account, you should still do it yeah i, I will I'll, I'll still definitely film it so we could even post it on patreon or something put it somewhere out there it's, it's gonna, gonna be, go it's out. gonna be hilarious it's gonna be hilarious that's gearing up for me and you to try to be ghost hunters at some point in our lives which i, I think not, that we should definitely do at think, some point i don't think it's ever gonna happen but okay we, we should try it um let's actually talk about our paranormal experiences that we've had because and i know this that is you've why, had some too and this is why we will never be ghost hunters <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm just I putting know that out there some too yes Yes, and I don't, and I don't need to, I don't need to rehab those or <laughs> rehash. I don't want to say rehash because I'll talk about them. That's fine. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I'll you're rehash gonna rehash them. them. I'll rehash them, but I'm not. I don't. I'm not gonna go looking for more. Like I don't need to collect them. <laughs> yeah, it's not like fucking Pokemon cards. So, <laughs> but yeah, let's actually talk about yeah. our actual paranormal experiences. There's one that we kind of experienced together. Is this the um? Is Roy. this is this the dog? Yeah. Now I never. Actually, I don't have that photo anymore. You don't have that photo. I anymore? thought I did. I will keep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to. It's gonna be somewhere in an old razor phone. <laughs> right on. Um, well, but if we find that photo, like we got, we got to try to find that photo. I'll try harder. to find that photo. But in any case, I believe in like spirits being able to ghost clearly and stuff in the paranormal. Okay. I didn't really like. I love dogs. Don't get me wrong. Right. Dogs are man's best friend. Um, I didn't really believe that there could be like a dog ghost until, ghost dog? This, until this actually happened. Oh my us. God. That just made me think of another story, but go ahead. So when, when we were living in the duplex, mm -hmm. you and Jen lived on one side and me and Rachel lived on the other. Right. And, um, Roy was your golden retriever that right. you had had and he passed away. And then shortly after that, that's when you got Riley and chief. Right. So they were sitting like nose to nose. They were laying. They were like laying on the kitchen floor. Yeah, they were laying on the kitchen floor. For whatever reason, they it wasn't shortly after we had got them. Yeah, it was like literally, I think, within a week. Right, and it was yeah, Chief and Riley. They were young, and they were maybe three years old. But here's the thing: they were really young, and they were laying nose. And they had just became brothers, so to speak. Yeah. So they were laying nose to nose in the kitchen. Yeah. 
and I, there was we snapped a photo. I snapped a photo with the razor phone. It has to be the razor phone. But I snapped a photo because it was adorable. And in the reflection of the back door, you could see Roy's face in between them. Which like, was like the third, like a third dog yeah. face right there between them. Which is, and it, it's crazy is because like when you saw Roy, you knew that was Roy. Yeah. That was the type of dog, like, when you see a German Shepherd, sometimes you're just like, oh, it's, you know, that the, those two dogs look exactly alike type of thing. Right. When you saw Roy, you knew that was Roy. Like, he had a distinct Yeah, he had a very up. square face, and yeah. he had... So, like, uh, when you looked at that photo, you're like, features. that's Roy. <laughs> I'm like, well, how did Roy get in this photo? Yeah. But that was, yeah, that was creepy. I remember seeing it and in it's reflection not like in the reflection of the door. And it's not like it was an old camera where, like, no, the image a, could have was, been layered no, on top of it. It was a of... Motorola Razor. It yeah. was like a digital camera. And was I wasn't, crazy. like, far, far away. I was right there next to them. Yeah. And then there was, um, on the opposite side, um, where uh, me and our sister Rachel lived, Yeah, there was hardwood flooring on our side because it had been remodeled before we moved right. in. And if you sat on my patio, you would hear, like dog nails going across the hardwood floor and we didn't have any pets no so unless i was a fucking mouse <laughs> like <laughs> you had which, rats though which were probably well, loud. We, we had field mice in the house every now and then because rachel would call me up and i'd be like at a party somewhere drunk and she'd be like there's a mouse in the house and i'm all like put the mouse on the phone <laughs> you know and she'd just be like i'd be like all right i'm coming home she goes are you drunk and i'm all like yeah which is why i didn't want to come home <laughs> And she's all like, oh, just stay there, get some rest, I'll be okay, I've barricaded myself in the room. I'm like, oh my god, it's a mouse. It's a mouse. <laughs> like, but now it's definitely coming in. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But no, so like you, but no, it was like distinctly like dog nails. Like, they were loud. Loud. You know, like heavy nails. So, and you would hear them going in, uh, you know, up and down the duplex. It was a small duplex. But you'd hear it if you sat on my patio. And it was just like, ever since then, I was just like, wow, like. Roy stuck with us, you know. <laughs> He's still hanging around. It was really, really cool. That was that's kind of a cool paranormal. Yeah, it's story. like one of those things where it's it's not it's not so much creepy as just so much. Um, I don't say heartwarming. Yeah, you know, it's a little heart. Yeah, you know, it's like seeing Yoda at the end of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, right. You know, it was it was very very sweet. But that's that one. Now, who wants to go first? I I don't know how many you've got. I I'm only. I've only got two. I've got two as well. So all right. So I'll do one first. All right. So this one is just this one. It was just unexplainable. We were coming back from Orlando one time, and we took a back road. Okay, I don't and think you I've t- heard this story. Nope. When you take a back road in Orlando from coming from Orlando, headed south, it's it's a lot of um, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Zero. You're on zero the things. Of a bump buck, and you got a pretty mouth. Pretty much. Yeah. So there's zero things out there. So we came across. As we were traveling down, it was at night. We were tra- I was trying to get back home because I probably had to freaking work the next day. And we're coming down this back road. And the weirdest part is, is that I, and I'm probably remembering it wrong, but it very much felt like there was a cornfield on either side. <laughs> <laughs> and I know there's no, and I know there's no fucking cornfields in Florida. That's, oh my god, that's why so I'm laughing so hard. There, there's no cornfields in Florida, <laughs> but uh, but whatever it is, the grass or shrubbery or brush or whatever yeah. was like higher than the car. Okay, so let me just say that. Okay, but but like in that in your head, just picture cornfields because <laughs> that shit's creepy. Oh oh, it's it's not leaving my head now. Now okay, so we are traveling and it's at night. All there's no lights out there. 
No, absolutely. All we have is headlights. Yeah, I know exactly what road you're talking about. I always have his headlights, and we're traveling down it, and I have to slow down because there's a dog in the middle of the road. And I'm like, okay, hurry up, dog. Like, I'm not going to hit the dog, clearly. Right. Come on now. So I slow down, and I stop, and the dog stands there looking at me. And I'm like, let's go, dude. Let's move it. He's like an all-white dog. I'm like, hurry up. It's like a – it doesn't look like any dog I've ever seen before. Um, I'm not trying to be creepy, but I'm being serious. It's It wasn't a German Shepherd. It was kind of like a – like when you see, you see those dogs that can like herd cattle. Like an uh, Australian Shepherd? Yeah, probably like that. Okay. It's like a, but it was all white. That's different. That's what I say, because usually they're white and black. But this one had very little black spots, if it, if any at all. Oh, like a cattle dog? Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I was like, come on. So he stops. He looks. He sits for a minute. And I'm like, oh, so I creep a little closer. Like, okay, I don't want to hit the dog. I'm going to go wide around this right. dog. Then he goes, and he gets to, stands up. So I stop the car. And he continues, crosses right in front of the car. Right in front of the, the car. Yep. Middle of the night. Keep in mind, it's like 1130, midnight. Crosses in front of the car, goes into the woods, the cornfield, whatever, to the other side of the road. Crosses the road. I'm like, awesome. I'm going to keep going. I keep driving straight. Not around the corner. Yeah. Not around the block. Keep driving straight. Literally, it was about 15 minutes of driving. And I have to stop the car again because the dog is back. No fucking way. I swear to God. I swear to God. I, I freak me the fuck out. I have to slow the car down. And I'm like, is that the same fucking dog? Is that the same fucking dog? That's creepy. And I turned to Jen and I said, um, fucking ghost dog is back. <laughs> and she's like, holy shit, that's the same dog. And I'm like, and I'm going to drive faster and let's hope the dog doesn't move. And I fucking <laughs> bolted. Around. Like I went wide and bolted around. I didn't hit the dog, but I bolted around and we went home. And to this day, the legend of ghost dog in the cornfield... <laughs> Still lives in my brain. It's fucking creepy. It could have been multiple dogs. It could have been multiple dogs. It could have been a different colored dog. My lights could have hit it wrong. There's all kinds of excuses I could have right now. Yeah. But maybe I was tired. Maybe I was seeing things. But it was really creepy to have two dogs that look very similar. On the same road. On the in the same middle road. Of fucking nowhere. Middle of nowhere. 15 minutes away from each other. Unless the dog is like super fucking fast. Well, yeah. unless I took a wrong turn somewhere going straight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that is super creepy. Yeah. That's crazy. All yeah. right. Sir, you have earned one of my stories. All right. Let's hear it. I'm going to do the older story because one of these happened to me within this past year. Okay. As in, like, this past year, as in during coronavirus? No. Or during... Okay. So, last year. Yeah. It's sometime between December and March it happened. Okay. So recently. Yeah. But, okay. So it happened just before Corona. Just before. Okay, just before. That makes more sense. Um, But I'll give you one of my older ones. I was working at this uh, this restaurant, and it's very extravagant. Like, it had two stories to the restaurant, and then there was a bar on the third floor and a bar on the fourth floor. Right? Okay. So a multi-level bar. Yeah. Okay. And the third floor was more of a nightclub type. I mean, they were both nightclubs, but um, third one looked more like your traditional nightclub. Okay, so like was, it was a lounge was more type of dancing thing. and more room to move. Yeah. Okay. So more open floor. And Fine. it was only open on Fridays and Saturdays. 
Okay, so it was a weekend thing. Right. Got now, it. So the top bar was, or whatever, the fourth floor, that was open every day of the week. Okay. But this third floor was only open on Fridays and Saturdays. And there's multiple ways to get up and down this building. So there's a staircase that goes from the bottom floor all the way up to the top. Okay. Then there's an elevator that goes from the first floor all the way up to the top, but doesn't stop anywhere in between. There's another elevator that goes between the first, second, and third floor. And then there's a staircase that goes from the third floor to the fourth floor only. Okay. I followed all that. Yeah. And then there's a fire escape that goes all the way up and down. But, so, like, I have multiple routes to take. Well, whenever the fourth floor would get to capacity... Mm-hmm. Because the fourth floor was more popular or whatever because it's just the scenery. So then the third floor would start to flood in and there would be security guards on the staircase going all the way up and down. And you had to like make your reservation to go up whenever room was available for you from the third floor to go up to the fourth. Okay. From that one staircase. Okay. They shut everything else down. Right. Got it. So that one staircase that goes from the third to fourth floor is locked. We keep that door locked because it's closed on, during the weekdays. Mm-hmm. And we weren't allowed to eat in front of guests. Like, the owners didn't want, you know, the employees. They didn't want to see, yeah, they didn't want to see the employees shoveling fries and sit in their mouth. Exactly. Right, I get it. So, so I'm in the third floor on my break eating a Caesar salad in the dark. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to be seen, so I'm like, fuck it, I'll eat in the dark. All right. Well, there's one there's one light in that hallway. The top the door to the top of that hallway is locked. Okay? There mm-hmm. that the staircase mm-hmm. is locked. There's one light on. The rest of the room completely pitch black and I'm sitting at the bar and I'm eating my food. Well, the bar was kind of L-shaped, so I'm sitting on the corner so I could see any any guests or anything coming up and down that one long big staircase that is still accessible. Right, right, right. <clears throat> and I'm sitting there and I'm eating. All of a sudden I hear footsteps. And I, I like, I, I look up at there's one staircase that's accessible. Right. And out of the side of my eye, I see a woman in a dress walking down the staircase. Okay. That's, that's nobody is supposed to be in. All right. And then enters into the room that I'm in. And I look over and I'm like, hello? Thinking that maybe the, the door was accidentally unlocked or something. Right. Somebody had access to it. Yeah. Nobody answered me. The footsteps stopped. I walk over to the 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 staircase. Right. It gets really fucking cold all of a sudden, which is weird for Florida. Yeah. I'm thinking like I'm I'm just I'm thinking logically. I'm like mm, I walked under a vent. Right. <laughs> you okay, know? yeah. Fair enough. So like and then I walk and then I walk and I was like did they fucking run back up the staircase? Like what? And I walk up the staircase and I try to open up the door to the fourth floor and it was locked, dead bolted. Whoa. There was no one there. I immediately said I'm not hungry anymore. Yeah, fuck this. <laughs> and I went back to work on the fourth floor. Wow. So it just, and that building is a historical building. It was actually used to be a fish market because it was like right on the water. Right. But so it used to be a fish market way back in the day. Right. A fish factory. I'm sorry. So like the ships would come in and they would move the fish in there and then they would like start to process it and stuff. So there was a lot of machinery that would go in there and I'm sure accidents may have happened right, right, right. back in those days. So it just, it really creeped me out, man. Like I'm getting goosebumps thinking about <laughs> it right now. But it was just, I remember it was a woman in a dress though. 
which is also what made it weird for me. Because if it was a fish factory, it was an accident. You would think it would be like a factory worker. But dude, I saw dude, a woman in a black dress. The thing is, is that you could dig with in. With black hair, and her hair was like up in a Okay, then you, can, you could dig in and look at the history of the building. Yeah. If you if you want to. I am not going yeah, to. I don't know what she day. looks like. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I'm not digging in. I've do- you know how much digging I've done today? I'm already over it. Okay, so you but you saw something. Yeah. So the next thing is my story. And again, with the ghost dog, saw it physically saw it yeah the next story saw nothing that to me can sometimes even be more scarier yep and that's i feel you on that Dude, okay the, the one that happened to me about a year ago freaked me out to the yeah Go so ahead. i got one so uh this was i was a much younger man uh <laughs> let me go with um 19 maybe uh not even probably i was probably like 17 18 okay i was working at a golf resort and this golf resort was part of like a bigger hotel. Yeah, like I, had, I remember had a that whole too. the hotel was part of it. There was a golf resort part of it. They even had like a separate course on another area of the property. They hosted parties though in their big ballroom, like their big. They had a banquet hall, like a bank. Yeah, like a banquet hall ballroom that had a stage and had a bar that kind of was in the middle of the room type of thing. And it was it was fairly it was large. It was a large area. I was just a waiter. Let me put let me put that out there. I was a like a morning breakfast waiter. But the the trick was is that the morning breakfast waiter people had to be the one that went and set up the ballroom or party or whatever for that evening. So like you could either do it at the end of your shift, like you know, and then do it before you leave and went home for the day, which would be like as a breakfast waiter, you'd be leaving at like two o'clock. So you would go and set up the room and then be out of there by three. For me, I was like, fuck that. I'm going to do it first thing in the morning, you know, since I've got other waiters and stuff here with me, I can do it by myself and get it out of the way. And I can leave early, maybe. Well, that was probably the first mistake. Because (laughs) A, it was still dark outside. This is like 4 o'clock in the morning. It's dark outside. It's no light. Sun doesn't come up till like 7. It's like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, okay. So I grab a little waiter guy, a little... Little waiter Bobby grabs a big old bucket of all the silverware. It's already sorted, but it's like in those trays. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah. But it grabs know, a sorted exactly tray. I'm going to bring the silverware over. So I take the silverware, load it. I put the silverware into like the back of like this golf cart because it was like it was a ways away from the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I would say like it was probably in, in retrospect, probably one city block away at that distance. Okay. If that makes any matter. So I took the golf cart to, to haul the silverware over. So I hauled the silverware over. I get to the banquet hall. I had to get the key from the front desk at the hotel, which is fine. There's only one key for this banquet hall. Mm-hmm. They had one key. It's an old, It was an old place, so they only had like one key, and you had to check it out and blah, blah, blah. So I had one key. I unlocked the banquet hall. It's dark and creepy, but I'm like, whatever. I go in because the only way to turn the lights on was to flick the, power bra- the breaker box. Mm-hmm. So I flipped the breaker box. The lights are all on. They're, and they were like regular light bulbs. They weren't, oh, let me just prerequisite, there wasn't like halogen light bulbs or they weren't like heavy duty bulbs that take a while to warm up, uh, warehouse bulbs or anything where like that. It was a regular, you flip the lights and boom, the light bulbs were on. So I'm like, okay, I take the silver, I go into the kitchen, flick the light on, no big deal. Um, side note, kitchens at any time of day with no one in them are creepy. Oh, yeah, End of absolutely. Story. So, <laughs> so let me put that on a stamp right now and tell you. I put the silverware down. I'm like, okay, here's the, the silverware is here. 
Now I've got to go. I need to, oh shit, I forgot the napkins. I'll run back, get the cloth napkins to, for this banquet. I go, I leave, I come out of the kitchen. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to mess with the fucking lights because I'll be right back. I'm literally less than a block away. Like, let me just, I say block, but it wasn't even a block really. It was like around the back of the building type thing. You know, the restaurant was on the other half of the building. Right. So I'm like, okay, let me grab the golf cart. I'll be right back. So I locked the door. There's only one fucking door. Only one key. Only one key. Lock the door. I check the key out, so I have to hold on to the key. I get my little golf cart, and I go back to the hotel, or I go back to the restaurant, grab the cloth napkins. It's literally, I just had forgotten them, so they're literally sitting right there. It doesn't like I took 20 minutes. I, I took literally two minutes, not even. It's like going, it's like forgetting your sunglasses and running back in the house. That's how quick right. this was. I grab the napkins, and I put them in the golf cart, and I go back. I go back to the banquet hall. As I walk up to the banquet hall and put the key in and turn it, two things happened. The first thing is I open the door and it's fucking freezing. Yeah. So I'm like, first, okay, but my first, my instinct isn't creepy. Right. My instinct is, oh, good, the AC kicked on. <laughs> and right. It's like I said, super walked, cold. walked under a vent. Super cold. But it's super cold. Yeah. And there's a big ass banquet room. Now, looking back on it, it's like, yeah, it shouldn't have taken two minutes to cool that whole room down. As cold as it was. Like right. Noticeably cold. Does that make sense? The other thing is, I open the door, and all the lights are off. After you had already turned them all on. Yes. I go to the breaker box, thinking they were flipped there. They were not flipped there. The breaker box was still on. Each individual light was switched off on the little light switches. No shit. Yes. The silverware that I had set down on top of the dishwasher mm-hmm. had been moved. It was still in the little container, but it had been moved and placed on, like, the food pickup area. Shit. Without a way to explain it, with no other person having a key to the place. Yeah. With no, with it being as early as it was in the morning and no staff being there yet for the banquet hall or really that much less for the restaurant because anybody really didn't come in until about 5, 5.30. I said, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> yep. As soon as I saw the silverware moved, I said, fuck this, I'm out. I didn't even turn the lights off. I got the hell out. I locked the fucking door. I rode my happy ass back to the front desk of the hotel, gave them the key, and said, something's wrong with the banquet room. You guys need to figure it out. <laughs> uh, dude, I thought didn't the, I thought the radio had kicked on, too, while you were that's right That's right. That's right. That's right. The yeah. radio was on. And it and the radio was a separate, separate side of the banquet hall. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't have been on <laughs> for any reason. Yeah, like, it was off whenever you left, and you came back, and it was on, right? It was playing, like, really low. Like, yeah. it was playing low. Yeah, no, I would have left, too, bro. Yeah, no. I, I would have left, too. That was, like, and, and and for as young as I was, that was my first ever experience, I say, with something, like, creepy, supernatural, whatever you want to call it. Right. And I questioned it, and I mentioned it to someone who had worked at the hotel for 30 years. I admit I was, yeah, I was young. I was like, you know, you know what happened to me? This is a funny, crazy story. And it was a lady that worked there. She was a waitress for 35 years at this hotel. Wow. And I told her the story and she goes, yeah, that's about right. That place is fucking haunted. And I went, okay. And I went to my boss and said, I will never work the banquet hall ever again in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, why not? And I said, because apparently it's fucking haunted. I experienced it. I'm out. And I'm out. I'm now officially just a breakfast server, and that's fine with me. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny as I you as you start to talk about it, and you start to remember 
Like you figure that these memories would fade away or something like that, but oh my I'm god! Trying to, I'm trying to remember. So was there creepy. anything with the chairs? As no, well? uh, I might be thinking of a story somebody else had told me, but I just wanted to make sure no, I didn't confuse it with you. I don't, chairs I don't remember. Pulled out or there nothing. was no chairs. I don't think there were chairs because we didn't put the chairs on top of the tables or anything like that. They were just stacked. But the silverware thing—it was a silverware thing—was moved. The silverware thing was moved. That was probably what the I was radio thinking. was on super low, but the radio. I mean, from time to time, honestly, the radio was—I didn't think anything of the radio. Right, so I couldn't tell you if the radio was on when I got there or not. But yeah, I remember it. I remember noticing it was on, and then going, "I don't know if that thing was on or not." Nobody's been in here, and the lights are off. The silver has moved, and fuck it, I'm out. That's <laughs> pretty much how my my brain played out from that moment. Now, update on that: that whole building has been knocked out. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. It's gone. It's, it's long gone. gone. I pass by it every now and then. It's, it, it's gone. It is gone. I don't know what is even on top of it. Probably a gas station. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exactly right. A, a gas station, and so there you go. Don't eat the hot it's dogs. It's a gas, gas station, or it's a God. Actually, you know what? It, it might be like a big shopping plaza where there's been like restaurants that come in and out now. But in any case, um, all right, let's move on to my last story. Go ahead. All right, so this happened to me about a year ago. I'd say it was a little less than a year ago. I was working at a bar pre-coronavirus. Matter of fact, fun fact. Also historical building, uh, attached to, <laughs> like literally right next to and attached like the next door right. to the original story, <laughs> the other, the four story tall building. Um, so literally next door, next door to the same store, to the yeah, same building. Yeah. Um, so I was working at the bar next door and I was a key holder for the place. I was like somewhat in charge. Yes. Yeah, somewhat okay. for the night. I was in charge for the night. Okay. I was getting ready. I was doing all my paperwork or whatever. The bartenders and servers, they all have done their checkouts and make, they're doing all their side work. Some of them already got done. Some of them left. There's like me, I want to say like one other person in the restaurant. Right. And I'm sitting down in the office, which is a tiny office. I'm getting ready to, I'm like, I'm almost done. All I have to do is like send out end of the night emails. Like the all the paperwork had already been done. I'm just closing it out. I have to right. send out the end of the night emails with how much to all the investors and the owners and all of that. I'm getting ready to send out the emails. And all of a sudden, as I'm like looking at the computer screen, there's the screen to my right, which has all of the security cameras for the restaurant. Okay. And the one in the kitchen start mind you, the light in the kitchen is on a sensor. Okay. So unless you physically walk into the kitchen, it's pit it's dark. It stays off. It stays off. Yeah. So and they're, only, and they're also on- it works on movement. Yes. Okay. And there's night they're night vision cameras, so you can still see on the camera. Okay. Or whatever. Fair enough. And it was it was dark or whatever. It was the night vision. Um, but I'm sitting there and all of a sudden the only the camera for the kitchen started to like static. Okay. Like it started to like move up and down like an old VHS like bounce movie. Yeah. It started okay. to like bounce and everything and mess up. And I was just like, huh, that's weird. And like so like I get up, go see if there's like if it's hanging or something, or like right. some something's sort of, weird. Something's weird. And as I turn the corner and look down the hallway, there's a little, there's the window for the kitchen, and the light kicks on. And as I'm walking up to it, there's a huge loud bang, and I look through, and ain't nobody in there. Bye. Right. And I, 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 no, I walk in. I'm all like, what the fuck was that? So I, I'm not thinking anything of it. I walk in. There's like a, it's like a pizza tray type of thing yeah. that they use to like put the sandwiches on to put into the little oven or whatever okay, to like yeah. toast the sandwiches and whatnot. They keep it kind of like, cause the oven is 
up on little stands. Okay. So they keep it underneath that. Dude, it went flying out across the kitchen. Like, literally, when I walked in, it was, like, getting done doing its circular motion. So when you walked in, it was spinning on the floor? Yes. Bye. That See you later. Was, that was I've exa- been out the fuck Dude, so quick. It immediately clicked with me with what was going on. I was like, nope. All done. Yeah. I fucking. I was like, you can have it. And like, I even straight up. I talked to the ghost. I was all like, you could, you could. You know what? You're right. It's time for me to go home. You enjoy the rest of your night, sir. I hope you have a great <laughs> night. I fucking went. I exited out. Didn't even send the fucking emails. He said, I talked to the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, didn't even send the emails. Fucking locked everything up. Set the alarm. And I like. I literally, I once again, I walked by the kitchen to go out the side door that I, I had to leave out of. Right. And it was all like, you have a great night, sir, and fucking left. And the other employee was like on the outside or whatever, like finishing up stuff. Right. And she goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm fucking leaving. Yeah, we're done. Like, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> like, and then the next day I got a call. Like, why, why wasn't the email sent? I was all like, fuck you. No. <laughs> like, and I told him what happened. I was like, I left. I don't care. I I'm left. Out. Sue me. Like, and then after that, like, a server would be like, the last server would be like, oh, I'm getting ready to leave. I'm all like, mm, no, you're leaving when I leave. <laughs> We're leaving <laughs> like, together. I don't care if we have to hold yeah, hands. Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, shit. Nope. Nah. Because, like, nobody fucking believed me. I was all like, when shit goes down, I need another witness so that people actually fucking Did you get this. the footage from the camera? No. See, I, that would have been the first thing. I'd be like... I didn't, um, I, didn't I, the, the, I didn't have the passwords to the camera. Oh, okay. So I would be like, can I see the footage? Can I see where the pizza tray goes flying across the kitchen, please? The camera still wasn't working. Oh, so it was bouncing enough where you couldn't even tell what was going on? Yeah. No, uh. like, no, like, because whenever I went back to, like, shut down the computer or whatever and everything like that, yeah. the camera was still fucking flickering at that point. You but was it flickering shit. or was it, like, you couldn't see anything? It was flickering to the point that you couldn't see. Oh, okay. Like, there's, like, those gray and black bars that would flicker on an old VHS tape. That's right, the best right, right. way I can put it. But these are like... Digital cameras. Digital cameras. So there shouldn't have been black bars flickering. No. <laughs> like, like, if there's a problem with one of these cameras, right. normally it either A, just goes blurry, or B, just cuts out. It should have just it should have blatantly just disconnected. Yes. With a, fail, a signal failure. Yes. And that didn't happen. No. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking and and then there was there was another server that we have where she's very in tune with um that this type of thing. Okay. And she's even like when I did tell the story, she was the only one that backed me up and she goes, Nah, yeah, I've I've sensed it. Like I've I've seen it. It's here. It likes the kitchen. <laughs> and I was just all like, Thank you for backing me up on that. Not gonna be here alone anymore. Yep, and I officially no. don't like the kitchen. Yeah, I officially, <laughs> not I'm not cooking ever anymore. But no, like you know, because like I want one other person there because if it is some sort of demon, there's a fifty fifty chance it won't attach to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so that's my other story that happened. Like I said, a little less than a year ago. Oh man. Yeah, and then coronavirus happened, and and you haven't been back since. Yay! Yay! So, no ghosts for me, please. No, thank you. So, moving on. <laughs> do we have any Florida Man stories or no? Um, I do not. As a matter of fact, um, this has been kind of a long episode. I didn't really prepare anything for for Florida Man because we, Florida we Man. knew we were doing a lot of the stories of the hauntings yeah. and things like that. You so. know, Urban Dictionary. I didn't really dive too much into it. I tried to get some Halloween stuff. Um, okay, I got three of them. 
Let's like do I said, them. Let's yeah. just do them real quick. All right, we got time. This one I thought was really cute. Uh, well, I can't really say cute. Okay, well, let's try. <laughs> deja vu. Deja vu. I'm guilty of deja vu. Oh, you're guilty already. Of, I you will already, say you're that. already claiming I am to totally be totally guilty of, of deja, deja vu. vu. Where I don't, I, I, I don't know. You use the same Halloween costume year after year. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see the point in buying a two hundred dollar fucking costume to wear at one time. Like, I agreed, agreed. So, and you know what? It was funny in high school uh, for Halloween. I would actually wear dad's like old military uniform. For... Oh, just because? Why not? Well, here's the thing. Okay, I'm I'm into comedy, so this also usually helped. There's two reasons I would wear his old uniform. Okay. Number one, I was the scariest thing on earth. My father. <laughs> And number two, chicks dig a man in uniform. <laughs> so it usually, you know, they would always get a laugh. So, um, plus it had Ray Hart on the uniform. Yeah, I, so I had to wear it. Why? Why? Why not? Yeah, but deja vu to wear the same costume every nice. Year. Uh, crap o' lantern. Uh, I would say it's a crappy cut jack o' lantern. <laughs> it's a crappy Halloween decorations. Oh, so the whole it means all the decorations. Yeah, so it's crap lantern. So crap. So it's like uh, you just have I don't even know, just not even carved black pumpkins. and orange streamers, and that's <laughs> yeah, yay. You have crap lanterns, and then uh, tricky treat, which I thought was a little clever. Tricky treat, tricky treat, not trick or, but Correct. tricky, tricky treat. I uh, no idea. It is to hook up with someone on Halloween. Ah. Because you're in costume, right. so it's tricky, So, we- <laughs> but it's really a treat because you're having sex. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, okay, so there you go. There is your three Halloween Urban Dictionaries. Yeah. The quickly they run down, you've got uh, Deja Vu. Yep. And Crap-O-Lantern. Crap-O-Lantern. <laughs> and, and Tricky Treat. Tricky Treat. Which... I hope everyone has a tricky treat (laughs) tomorrow night on Halloween. On Halloween. Or most likely people are listening to this long after Halloween. We hope your Halloween was a tricky treat. I hope you have a tricky treat in any case. In every every day. Or in the near future. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I think uh, that concludes our Halloween episode. It does, and I gotta tell you, man, I've had, I had a lot of fun. This was crazy. This, I mean, to go to dig into a lot of the legends and to find out a lot of the crazy, like Hollywood behind the scenes stuff and the urban legends and and even just swapping our own and stories and then finding out that the Wizard of Oz had peacocks. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this has been a good episode but again uh, we can already hear the music playing so that means we have wrapped for this show yeah absolutely thank you guys for listening to us as always and I hope you guys have a safe and happy Halloween yes from the Ray Hart rundown to you at home thanks for listening to our Halloween episode so uh, we'll see you next time bye now Uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>